Amen. And I'm serious. When I walked in here, I was praying about it when I was down there. I, I legit see that we have people that are here expecting things from God. You just don't want, and, and, and if, you're, if you aren't, well, you better start. Hallelujah. Because when you're expectant, you know what happens? You are using your faith towards something. You're like reaching towards God. Grand, bring it down. That's what your faith does. But when you're, when you're constantly with your spiritual eyes open and you're looking left, looking right, just like, God, where are you going to bless me with today? God, I can't wait to come receive something from you because everything God gives us is always good and to our benefit. Hallelujah. It's always good and to our benefit. Now, these last couple of weeks, well, last week we started our Better Together series. Hallelujah. Amen. Give. And today we're going to be talking about love. So better together and it's love. Now, it is extremely difficult to preach about the depth of God's love in 30 minutes. There is just so much. And I'm not going to lie. I wrote down a lot. A lot. We can do a series on these. Almost 5,000 something words throughout the last two weeks. Because I really wanted to get in depth with this. And I really want to make sure we're all on the same page. Because as I also study, I've, man, I've heard the word. I've been hearing the word of God in my whole life. But there's just things that happen. Like we always, like, like we say prior, if you've never been here before, a couple weeks before, we talked about how the Bible is, uh, you have two types of ways of reading the Bible. You have logos and then you have rema. Logos, the scripture, and rema is when the word is the spoken word, when it becomes life to you. And there's many different ways that something can become life to you. You grasp it in a different way. We also know that the word of God is God. Hallelujah. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. He was with God in the beginning. But the word of God is God. So when you dive in, I'm about to do another preaching about love. Look at me. <laughs> Hallelujah, but we're receiving. That's what matters. The Spirit of God takes control. We do what He wants, not what I want. The more you dig deep in the Word, God can reveal Himself to you in many different ways. There's times in my life where I've read the Word of God and I read the Scripture and I received it one way, and then a couple months later, maybe maybe a week later, I read the same verse, and the Lord revealed it to me in another way. Because that's how God is. So as I was studying for this one, the Lord told me, take it back. Start with love. Well, this is the series love, but start from the beginning of love. You see, it's very hard to start with the beginning of love when love has always existed. Love has always existed. What do you mean love's always existed? Well, let's start Let's dig in the word. 1 John 4, 8 says in the New King James Version, I'm taking it old school when I say old school. Uh, the New King James, you're talking about the different types of translations they are in the Bible. You got King James, you have, ooh, there's, you know, the Bible was written thousands of years ago. And then obviously nowadays, we have, now today we have the, the NIV and the ESV. And the point is, is that the word of God is, we, it has to be, it, it it's, has to be in line regardless of the translation amen his word is life and right now we're going to read it in the king james version first john 4 8 
says, he, do not, he who does not love, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So my God is love. You saw those last few right there? We'll get, we'll, get to the, we'll get to the beginning of that later on in my preaching. Because then first we're going to start with God. We're going to start with love and, and where it all began really for us. Because we haven't existed all of eternity, but we know our God has. God has no beginning. God has no end. God has always existed. So if God is love, then there's always been love. Now, you may think to yourself, how is it? That there's always been love. My God tells me, if I don't love, I won't know God. So, then, so then what does that mean? God is love. But God, isn't that a bit selfish? Before you created the world, you've been loved, so you're just loving yourself. Oh, you see, God has always existed. But God in God, you see, there's, they're, they're made out of three parts, the Trinity. So you see, what, what's been going on of all for eternity and will continue to go on forever God's the Alpha and Omega. He has no beginning, no end. We come somewhere in the middle or I don't really know how. There's no time for God. It's just, you know, there's certain things we just never understand. How is there, how is, how, where did he come from? Hey, he's God, we believe it. We're never going to really know how he's always been. That's too much for us to comprehend. Can I get an amen? But we believe it because it's God. Amen. And it's his word. Hallelujah. So it's always existed. But he didn't have to, he wasn't selfish. He's been loving. God has been in a love fest with himself, not himself. Him, the Holy Spirit, and his son. Three in one. They love on each other. Glory to glory. They pass on love. They know how to think of it as a love fest. Hallelujah. Beautiful. When you love on someone and they are in love. The father loves the son and the son loves the father. Now, when we talk about love, sometimes we, you know, we use the word love as like a fuzzy feeling or whatnot, if you will. Sometimes like, you know, like I love chocolate cake. I love food. I love you. And I just probably met you the other day. I love this person. I love the show. Sometimes we use it very, uh, it's, it's a word that gets misused a lot. Especially Hispanics. They say, hey, te quiero. Todo el mundo lo quiere. Everyone loves each other. Oye, te quiero, amigo. You know, I love you. And it's, and it's fine. It's nothing, not a bad thing to say. But when you get to the depth of what love is, God is love. So the identity of God is love. It's like saying, you are Hispanic. You are African American. You are white. You are, it's who you are. God is love. It's his identity. That's all he does is love because that's what he is. Now, so any discussion about love has to start with God because it's who he is. Now, the Trinity's always been and they all love on each other. Hallelujah. Now, let's start, let's talk about us and the creation. And why we were even created. This is going to be good. I like that you guys are watching me like this right now. You guys paying attention on the internet as well. Let's go to Ephesians 1, 4 through 6. 
New King James Version. Pay close attention, and I'm, I'm going to... And eventually I'm going to put it, put it in a way that you're going to understand it. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Okay, right there we know who he's talking about. We're talking about God chose now us humans. All right, I'm, I'm going to start pausing because trust me, it could get a little complicated and I will make it much. It's, you're going to see it in a completely different perspective. Hallelujah, the Holy Spirit's going to be speaking to you right now. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, what does that mean? You were already known who you were before the world was even the world. Right there. There was no foundation yet because it said he knew you before the foundation of the world was even about. There was no world. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Next. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ himself. Boom. So now he throws this one at us. So now we are predestined. He predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ according to the good pleasure of his will. Go to the next one. To praise the, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Now you may say, what does this have to do with creation? It's right there. And I'm going to make, the, I'm gonna, I'm, you're going you're gonna to say, wow, when I explain it. Because we were put on this earth to praise God. That is our purpose. But if you look at it there, it said, it says, made us accepted in the beloved. So we're supposed to praise the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Who's the beloved? Christ. The beloved is his beloved son. So we were made to glorify Jesus Christ. That is the reason why we are alive. We were even created in the beginning. Whoa. Can I get an amen? We were supposed to never fall into sin. I'm going to get to that later. We all know what happened with Adam and Eve. We know. So, the father says, they're hanging out, loving on each other. They're having their love fest. And then all of a sudden, God says, God, you know what? I love you so much, son. I'm going to use all my creative energy, and I'm going to create a human race, and all they're going to do is praise you, and we're going to love on each other. Then Jesus says back to them, hey, you know what, God? I love you so much. Remember, this is glory to glory. When these people start praising me, we're just going to have a love fest. I'm, gonna, I'm not, I'm not going to even, I'm not going to receive their prayer. I'm going to have them pray to you using my name with, their, with your spirit in them. Whoa, that's the spirit of God, right? Pray, clap your hands. Are you with me? Put your hands together if you caught that. Well, say it, I'm going to say it again. We think of it as one big birthday party for Jesus. But you see, when you love, you don't love yourself because God, love is really loving, loving, loving. It's love is not selfish. We're going to get to some verses on that too. We were created to be in this big party. And this party, we were created to honor Jesus Christ and to glorify him 100% of the time. We were created for that purpose. Jesus, I love you so much. Boom. I did that for you. Jesus says, wow. You know what? I'm not going to have them pray to me. I'm going to have them pray to you. 
Because when they pray to you, they're going to use my name with your spirit in them. That was the perfect, beautiful will. That, that's what God had in mind. Now that you know that, we know what happened. Sin crashed the party. Satan crashed the party. And what happened? We know the story. He came in and men rebelled against the living God. How many know that story? Look what it says here. So now, before I get to this verse, so now God says, man, these people messed up. We got to fix this problem. We do. We got sin. We need to fix the problem of sin. These people messed up. I got to get this right because I love you, son. And I got to fix this because I love you. God is love. All he does is love. He do, it, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Look what it says. We need to fix this. What it says here in 1 John 4.10, in the English Standard Version, it says, And this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. What does propitiation mean? It means satisfaction. I'm going to send you to die for those people that messed up even though I initially made them for you. I created the human race to glorify you and they messed up and now I got to use you to die in order for them to be saved. I got to fix this problem and you're going to fix it. And that's what Jesus Christ does, what the Father says. What you do, I do. Jesus Christ is, a, is, is God. He's a, he's a reflection of his own Father. Hallelujah. I created them for you. God told Jesus, I created them for you, but now I'm going to use you and hurt you so you can save them. God sent the very person the party was initially for to save them, to pay the price for the people who messed up the party. Are you with me, church? Say amen. I'm getting somewhere with this. It's just some nice knowledge. You're receiving something. Say amen. Romans 5.8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. God did not wait for you to get right, to love on you, and to fix your problem. God didn't, God didn't wait for you to get right to fix you. and lo he, he loved on you while you were a sinner. While yet you were a sinner. While yet I was a sinner. While we all were sinners. Christ died. He didn't wait for us to get right to love us. He didn't love you when you were right. He loved you when you were in your wrong. Hallelujah. I'll sacrifice my own son to get back humanity because I am love and I need to do that because I love my son. John 13, 31 says, when he had gone out, Jesus said, now is the son of man glorified and God is glorified in him. So what does that mean? So now there's a problem. Jesus, I'm going to send you, even though this part, even though they messed up, I'm going to use you to save the people that I invested to do. Let me get this right. That I initially created to glorify you. You're going to have to save them. But now, this is the problem. Why do you think he uses his son? He uses Jesus. Because now he's going to get even more glory. Because Jesus is going to conquer it. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died for your sin because of the love he had for you, but there's a plan. The reason why is because of the glory. Everything you do, everything God does, everything Jesus does is to glorify him and, and vice versa. Our Father who thou art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I'm going to fix this problem and then Jesus is going to get even more glory. Hallelujah. Children of God, you are caught in the middle of a beautiful love fest, a party. We're caught in the middle. We already know what happened. We know that Jesus Christ died for us. Hallelujah. And now we have the spirit of God in us. And every time we glorify God, we're glorifying him. We're glorifying Jesus. Everything you do. And it's, and it's crazy when you look at it. Wow, how the reason why you were born. Yeah, that's the reason why you were a human race was even created. But yep, we messed up. But now God has fixed God is obviously through Jesus Christ has fixed the problem. Now those who believe, amen, because of the love of God, the love that God has for you, the love that God has for his son, for his glory and for his pleasure. Hallelujah. We're here to glorify God. And obviously, we all have our own personal gain, our own personal benefit, which is beautiful because God blesses you. But he expects you to also be a blessing to others. Look what it says here. I'm going to repeat it again. He who does not, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. 1 John 4, 1 says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. How can you say you're a Christian and you don't love your neighbor? I'm going to be talking a lot in, first John, in, the, in the book of 1 John and a bunch of other, uh, but it's going to be mainly 1 John 4. Okay. When here it's referring in 1 John, if you keep on reading, he's talking about the body of Christ. How can you not love one another? Yeah, this is good. Love is seeking the best for someone else. True love is seeking the blessed, the, excuse me, the best for someone else. Look what it says here. Your environment says a lot about who you are. You see, the way that God, God's environment is love. All he does is love. You don't roll like that, he's not going to roll with you. I'm being serious. If you are, if you are all the time... If you're all the time, let's say in a flower shop, whatever, a flower shop, you walk out of there, you're going to smell like a flower. <laughs> if you walk into Sephora, a perfume shop, and it smells, you're going to smell, it smells nice or some, yeah. But you may walk out smelling like some cologne or perfume, right? Walk up to me. You go to Samurai. <laughs> you guys know what Samurai is, right, where they cook in front of you, smoke everywhere. You're going to walk out smelling like one of those... You know, fried shrimp, grilled shrimp, right? And the women, your hair, you're going to smell. You go to a Mexican restaurant, you're going to smell like fajitas and tacos. Your environment affects it, right? You see, God's environment, when you're around God's environment, you're going to rub off some on, on people. And what is God? 
If you're not, if you're not in God's environment, you're not loving, how do you know God? How can you say you love God and not love others? Love one another. And here he's not talking about those that are. He's talking about in the body of Christ. God will determine how much he deals with you by how much you deal with others. God will determine how much he deals with you by how much you deal with others. 1 John 4, 8. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. 1 John 4, 12. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, check this word out, God abides in us. And his love is perfected in us. This is good. I'm going to get to this word abides in a second. Abide means to hang out. If you don't get with the program, you're not hanging out with us. And Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, we are in a love fest. All we do is love. I want God to abide in me. So I need to love others. I need to make sure I do that. 1 John 4.16 says, so if we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us, God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God. And God abides in him. Together, if you believe that. You can't have an intimate experience with God if you can't have an intimate experience with others. I know this sounds, I'm, I'm, when I say intimate, we're talking intimacy, the love, compassion. Compassion. Because that's what God's about. God is only love and hangs out with love. He only hangs around with love. He only abides in love. One of the many reasons that the people of God aren't flowing the way they should flow or aren't receiving what they should be receiving is because they're selfish. They want a blessing, but they don't want to be a blessing. This is the word of God talking, guys. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just speaking what the whole, how the Holy Spirit reveals to me and I'm preaching it to you. If it's only about being blessed and not being a blessing, it's a problem. Look what it says here in John 13, 31. So when Jesus, so when he had gone out, Jesus said, now the son of man is glorified. Remember, the reason this is all a, this is all I do for you. You do, it's, 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 you do it because you want to glorify God. And here you see what Jesus says right here. So now when the son of man, hallelujah, when, when he had gone out, Jesus said, now is the son of man glorified and God is glorified in him. You see, when you glorify, <laughs> when you glorify God, the way you do that is by showing love. Because when you show God, you're showing love. The more you love, the more you're going to be in the environment that God likes. Because that's who he is. It's his identity. Look what it says here in John 13, 34. Through 35. A new commandment I give you that you are that you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. 35 says, By this all will know that you 
are my disciples. If you have love for one another. Better together. What perfect series is this? Love. Today. Love for one another. Compassion for others. Because when you're compassionate, you're showing God. And then when you show God, you're showing love. That person changes. And in turn, God gets glorified. Glory to glory. Now listen, there's a difference between love and like. <laughs> because sometimes, because you, 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 you have the choice. When it, in this particular chapter in 1 John 4, he's talking about God's people when, I say, when he says one another. But you know that the Bible says that you also need to love your enemies. And those people probably are not Christian. I don't know. Could be. But one thing is like and one thing is love. You see, I may not like certain things, but that doesn't mean I can't love it. What do you mean? How is that even a possibility? Well, I love what vegetables do, do, do what it does for me. I don't like the taste. It's the truth. It benefits you. You love what it does for you. But do you actually like it? You don't have to like it. There's a difference between like and there's a difference between love. Jesus loved everyone, but he didn't like the Pharisees. It's in the Bible. What do you mean? Yeah. But he died for them just like he died for you and everyone else. He showed compassion for them just like he showed compassion for you and everyone else. God desires that, we that you make a decision to compassionately care for the well-being of others. And what better way to do that than talk to them about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? What better way to do that than to let someone know, hey, man, if Jesus did this for me, he can do it for you too. What better way of, hey, just inviting them to church so they can come and they can experience or maybe even just showing them a podcast. Maybe they don't want to come but plant a seed. You got to do something. Or what better way of doing it than when you see your brother down, your sister down, instead of looking down upon them, you help them get up. And you're gentle with them, and you don't judge them, and you don't, come on. Come on. Hallelujah. The more compassion you give to others, the more you are showing God to others. Because God is love, and in return, you are glorifying God, and your life will be blessed. Listen, if you don't, if you, if you have a problem when it comes to, look, let me, let me, let me read this again for you. 1 John 3, 17. I'm almost done, church. Who's receiving so far? Say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Good, good, good. Very important. And I know it's a lot of information. I literally just told you the reason why we're alive, the reason what's going down, and all the way now to your brothers and sisters in Christ and what we got to do for our enemies. And wow, love is a very broad topic. <laughs> but amen. We're here to learn. We're here to receive. Hallelujah. 1 John 3.17 in the New King James Version said, But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up in his heart from him how does the love of God abide in him 
I'll read it again. Whoever has all the goods and sees his brother in need and shuts his heart, meaning does not care, how does God abide in him? Abide, what does abide mean? Abide means to hang out. He's not around them. You're not in my territory. All I can do, I, my identity is to love. How can I see someone in need? How can I abide in them? If you don't love others, your prayers won't be answered. How about that? I'll say it just like that. If you don't love others, your prayers won't get answered. I'll be honest with you. How is it possible? If you don't have love, your prayers won't be answered. If you can't love your brother and sister in Christ, you can't love God. You can't love others, you can't love God. Why would God abide in you? Why would God bless you? It's God's word. I'm just putting it out there hard and martillándolo like the Cubans say. Bam. Bam. The Bible says the truth will set you free. So if you ain't loving, well, today you make a decision. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Stand to your feet, church. We got to love. We got to continue. Because then you're going to see. You're, you, can, you can pray to God till your face is blue in the face. Till you're, you're blue in the face. But if you have a heart with no compassion, you're selfish, you don't care for others, God's not going to abide in you. I want God to abide in me. I want to be blessed. I want to help others. I want to be a blessing because God only blesses those who are a blessing to others. And then in turn, everyone gets glorified. Everyone's in this party, this love fest. And God will abide in you. I want God. I want to hang out with God all the time. I don't want to be anywhere else. I'm sick of all that. I've already been around plenty of people with no compassion. I've already been around too much of that in my life to be like, what? Like, man, it's sad. Those people we got to pray for, <laughs> be compassionate towards them. But when you see that, it's like God's not, it's nowhere near that. Because it's not in his DNA. He is love. He is love. And the beautiful thing is, when people see you, they will know who you can tell the difference. Because right here, like I said it before, John 13, 35. By, all, by this, we all know who my disciples are. If you have love for one another. How many in here are, who want who either? How many of you in here are Jesus' disciples? Put your hands. I want everyone to put their hands up. That's what we long for, my king. Help us love more. Help us, help us, Lord, right now. Be more compassionate towards others. Better together, hallelujah. Give us, Father, God, the wisdom, the strength to make adjustments in our lives. If anyone in here knows that they need to make that adjustment, right there where you're at, pray to God. First, repent. There's nothing to, listen, there's always a way out. We got Jesus, hallelujah. I'm not here to bring you down. I'm here to tell you the truth so that you can make an adjustment so you can become a better version of yourself and so that God can abide in you. I, wanna, I want God in every area of my life. I want to be compassionate with everyone with what I have because the Bible, God is, blesses us so that we may be a blessing. And not just with material things, not just with, but that's part of it too. 
We all have a different area in, in our lives where we can be compassionate. It's not that difficult. It really is not. We just have to strive. We have to, we have to ask God to give us the wisdom, to give us the revelation, the knowledge. True love is God.